So Austin, uh, uh, yeah, it's quite certain that Moat isn't is, is not a tourist destination at the moment. At, at the moment, so we have to look at it in terms of how can we package it, and. Uh, we've got the River Shannon, Loch Ree, uh, over here. There are boat trips that are available on that. You've got uh, Athlone Castle. You've got a beautiful deserted village up in Rindoon, uh, just on the far side of Roscommon. So uh, you've got the Hill of Ushnook. The wonderful hill. hill Peter, I'm going to pull you back a piece, because I'm going to draw on my local knowledge. Okay. You've got a golf course. Yeah, well, that's if you like. You've got doing the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. You've got cycling. And, and like I'm just talking within the environs yeah. at the moment. There's, you know, while you've now just highlighted some stuff that's out there again, you know, I know one of the big struggles that an awful lot of smaller communities have is how do we actually pull people out from the likes of Athlone to come to visit us? Rather, how do we send them in there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and you have a beautiful theatre yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm blown away constantly yeah, with yeah. the quality of the performances any time I come to Ireland and I come over yeah. that there's uh, concerts, music uh, there's uh, drama yeah. um, the, the assets that I and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to come and sit and talk with you because for a small town in the middle of Ireland with you said 3,000 population that has um, seen times I remember the time when there was a fly here in Moat mm. and the street was black with people yeah, correct and that's some time back but I remember yeah. that and um, there was a time when the people the, the street in Moat was so wide you could have had a four lane highway yeah. and they narrowed it down and times have changed but the vibrancy that was there 30 years ago was typical of the vibrancy in rural Ireland. Yes. And the reason you and I are talking is because you're struggling with coping with what has happened to rural Ireland. Moat is not unique in what has happened. No. Moat is unique in how it's responding to Correct. it. Correct. And that is why you and I are chatting. Correct. Because, and that was what I wanted to get the, the, the finger on the pulse in, is that uh, in any time I come home, I, I tour lots of places and I see lots of places and I see and hear. But you guys are doing something very different. And what's also fascinating and, and good is that it's being recognized because yes. you have actually got a string of awards in the last relatively short period in recognition right. of the work. You yeah. had, there was one you got up in Belfast. Uh, well, that started with, uh, it's called the Coherlock, and Coherlock, as you know from your Irish, is chairman. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, it's the chairman's award, uh, awarded by Westmead County Council every, every year. Uh, and we uh, put forward our submission, and we won the County Pride of the Place Award, or right. the Coherlock Award. I thought we were only receiving a piece of glass and timber but then I realised that uh, or I was informed uh, that we were now uh, in the national all island competition right. uh, which uh, eventually took place in, in, in Belfast and I said halfway through the preparations from that, and Westby County Council were very, very much behind us, behind us on this, uh, that they had a liaison officer down there who came down to the regular and said, right, what are you doing? What help do you need? So we got uh, various different grants from the council, uh, and we got the word out there that, hey, Mort is going somewhere mm -hmm. in, a, in a national award. Right? Mm -hmm. And 
the response was absolutely tremendous. Uh, so the two judges arrived, I think it was on the 17th of July. Uh, we had a Rolls Royce organised for them and an open top car and we were blessed with the weather. Uh, and there's an interesting uh, little one, Austin, as you know, uh, Moat is uh, divided by an uh, ecclesiastical uh, administrative boundary. In other words, we have two parishes in the town, uh -huh. uh, and we also have two different dioceses. Uh -huh. And that little little element, has, it's a niggling thing that's always there, so uh, we, one has to be very, very careful in ensuring that there is a, an equal share out of projects and funding and all of that. Okay. So uh, the men's shed, uh, prior to that, had won the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Uh, and they did a 1916 commemoration, right. and they had uh, they had the uh, uh, IRA and the uh, coming them on. So uh, we arranged a little thing for the judge because the liaison officer for Westmead County Council said, he says, make it humorous, you know, add in something unexpected. So the first unexpected thing we had was when the judges arrived from our local hotel here to come up for a presentation in this beautiful theatre. Uh, was we had a violinist mm -hmm. outside the door, okay, uh, and then we went off. We stopped off for uh, for an Irish coffee uh, along the way. One of the publicans uh, came out and served it to us on the street, and then I was explaining some of the history of the town and that. And as I approached the the uh, administrative boundary called the Tlahatani River, uh, I said, "What's uh, up ahead?" some guys dressed in military uniforms. These were the guys from the men's shed. So I'm just emphasizing to them, yeah we, yeah, we do have some administrative difficulties here because of this, this boundary. And suddenly this man, this soldier steps out, puts up the hand and says, stop. Uh, and the question was, uh, where are you going? And I, I said, well, we were going over to the Diocese of Mead. What are you going over there for? I thought, well, I was just trying to show these gentlemen around. And they quizzed us up, did mm -hmm. we have a mm -hmm. pass? And they eventually issued us with a, a, a temporary pass and a bit of advice to be very, very careful over in the diocese of Maid because there'd been a couple of incidents earlier that morning. <laughs> so the judges enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> so we went about fast and we won the national award in our category. And that's competing against towns like Carrick and Shannon, Nina, right. all of those big big towns. Right, right. So it was a major achievement, yeah. So there was that and I know more recently then you had some musical performers back up in Belfast I think. Yeah, that was the uh, the community school. Uh, as you know, the three schools three second level schools uh, amalgamated here oh, back in the mid 90s. Uh, and in particular the convent school, the original convent school was always uh, renowned for its singing and music. Uh, and that tradition has continued on in the community, in the community school uh, up to today. And uh, they won the All Island Choir competition mm -hmm. uh, two years ago. Right. It was mm. fantastic. So all of those little little things, it, it gives it gives confidence to a community. This year we had another little win. Yeah. Uh, the score competition, the score as you know is part of the GAA right. uh, tradition uh, and uh, the Ballad Group, uh, and, oh, I should mention uh, that I have three All-Ireland medals, score medals myself 
Aston. For uh, right. recitations, uh, I do do recitations and a novelty act. But this year, the junior score ballad group won the competition. So it was great. So, it, as I said, those little things give, give confidence. So here in Moat, because um, we're coming close to needing to wrap up, Yes. Um, we're talking about some of the musical heritage that has come up through, and you mentioned yeah. your own success and score. But there's a long tradition of music around here as well. Yeah. Going back to the Moat Kelly Band. Was Correct. And, of course, there's uh, a few favourite sons. I have hit the international stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You have Ray Lynham Ray out there. Lynham, T.R. Dallas. Tony Allen. Tony Foster and Allen. Foster and Allen. Yeah, there's been quite a few of them. And, and you know, it, it's a two-way street in, in a sense that uh, we always look at it that we're not just most. Mm -hmm. That we see, we have... We have a hierarchy and a lowerarchy, if you know right. what I mean. Right. Our hierarchy is at Lone and Mullingar, but the lowerarchy is Castle Daly. I don't think they'll be too impressed with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> my, my, my vision would be that, that the community office, most action group, uh, would be able to assist those. I know they've got some excellent, excellent workers, community activists in, in their community, but they're dying. Right. Uh, the only shop in Rosewood closed. The only shop in Tubber closed. The only shop in Castle Daly closed. Right. Mount Temple still has a shop. There are those difficulties. And again, uh, one of the notions that we're looking at was the automated shops. It's like a vending machine. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Oh, yeah. 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 All over yeah. the airport. Yeah. <laughs> that type. Yeah. But, but delivering bread and milk right. and, and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Back to the musical. Uh, as you know, we have a beautiful park here, 30 acres, uh, that uh, we have developed over the last number of years. Uh, from the original concept with Frank Bracken and the opening of the Chalkyol and the creation of the beginning of the Heritage Park. And that has all been redeveloped now with the developing of the amenity park itself uh, that we have come together and we formed a partnership, as I mentioned. But one of the interesting elements in that, from a musical point of view, is the scale exhibition. Okay. Uh, and I've trained as a tour guide up there. And one of the things that, that I always love is going into the scale exhibition in Chakyol and taking them through uh, Irish music and dance and storytelling and then coming along to the point where uh, Irish music uh, was nearly dead. Right. And it was saved by Chief O'Neill, a policeman in New York City. And he was only able to do that because the recording phonograph was after being invented. Right. So he went over all the taverns and pubs and he recorded that. And he's credited with saving with saving well, it would be Irish, Irish music. music. Yeah. Right. And the second stage then was the setting up of Kyoto School for a year. Right. Uh, that was in nineteen fifty one. Uh, the local branch here in Moat was formed in 19, I think, in the early in the early 70s. Right. So, so that is that's all part of the musical tradition. And that might well. be, that might be the topic for another chat between you yeah. and me. Where you might actually bring me on that tour. I will. And that would make an interesting little okay, story. We'll, we'll do that. And maybe that's where we should wrap up today. Is that we'll wrap up today, and maybe we might pick up in the in the coming week or so, uh, and take that opportunity and share that. Always a pleasure, Austin, and I look forward to the trip around the park. 
that would be ex. Peter Dolan, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been fascinating, and hopefully that um, it gives a flavour to the diaspora about some of the changes that have happened and some of the efforts that are ongoing and how communities, not just in Moat, but communities all over Ireland are struggling to establish their new identity in a new Ireland, in a new world and in a world which has both immigrants and immigrants. Austin, just before we go, <coughs> you mentioned diaspora. Uh, Westmead County Council is uh, developing a uh, diaspora strategy as we speak. So it's something that we may talk about the next time we meet. Indeed. Okay. Peter Don, thank you very much indeed.